Shalom. Welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast following the weekly Torah portions and including readings from other portions of scripture as well. My name is Sarah Ruth, and I'll be your reader today. Today is Friday, May 26th, and the 6th of Sivan on the Hebrew calendar. Today is also the first day of Shavuot, HaSamiach. Today in history, God gives the Torah on Mount Sinai. We can read about this in Exodus 19, which we'll do today. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently when the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. It's also the birth and death of King David, based on tradition in 1 Kings 2, verse 10. Then David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. Furthermore, the Spirit of God is poured out on the disciples in the temple. This is in Acts chapter 2. When the 50th day, or Shavuot, had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Before we read God's word, let us thank him and bless God for giving us the Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Our first reading today is going to be from Exodus 19, verse 1. And we're going to read through Exodus chapter 20, verse 26. This is Shemot 19. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they had departed from Rephidim and had come to the wilderness of Sinai, they camped in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, This is what you shall tell the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession from among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of Kohanim and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called for the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, 
Behold, I come to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people on Mount Sinai. You shall set bounds to the people all around, saying, Be careful that you do not go up on the mountain or touch its border. Whoever touches the mountain shall be surely put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it is an animal or a man, he shall not live. When the shofar sounds long, they shall come up to the mountain. Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people. And they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Be ready by the third day. Do not have sexual relations with a woman. And it came to pass on the third day, when it was morning, that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of an exceedingly loud shofar. And all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the lower part of the mountain, and all of Mount Sinai smoked, because the Lord descended on it in fire. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And when the sound of the shofar grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by a voice. Then the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, warn the people, so that they do not break through to the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. Also, let the Kohanim who come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, so that the Lord does not break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds around the mountain and sanctify it. Then the Lord said to him, Go down, you shall bring Aaron up with you, but do not let the Kohanim and the people break through to come up to the Lord, or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them, God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves an idol or any image or anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow yourself down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a zealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and on the fourth generation of those who hate me, and showing said to thousands of those who love me and keep my mitzvot. 
You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy. You shall labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Shabbat to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work in it, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them and blessed the Shabbat day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. All the people saw the voices and the torches, the sound of the shofar, and the mountain smoking, and when the people saw it, they trembled and stayed at a distance. They said to Moses, Speak with us yourself, and we will listen, but do not let God speak with us, or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, that you do not sin. The people stayed at a distance, and Moses came near to the thick darkness where God was. Then the Lord said to Moses, This is what you shall tell the sons of Israel. You yourselves have seen that I have spoken with you from the heavens. You shall not make any gods to be alongside me. Do not make for yourselves gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall make an altar of earth for me and shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your cattle. In every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. When you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of cut stones, for if you lift up your tool on it, you have profaned it. And you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness may not be exposed to it. This concludes our readings in Exodus or Shemot. Now we're going to continue reading in the Torah from Numbers chapter 28 verses 26 through 31, or Babmidar, chapter 28, verses 26 through 31. Also, in the day of the first fruits, when you offer a new grain offering to the Lord in your feast of Shavuot, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work, But you shall offer a burnt offering for pleasant aroma to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs a year old, and their green offering. Fine flour mixed with oil. Three-tenths for each bull. Two-tenths for one ram. 
one-tenth for every lamb of the seven lambs, and one male goat to make atonement for you. Besides the continual burnt offering and its grain offering, you shall offer them and their drink offerings. See that they are without blemish. And that's our final reading from the Torah today. Now we're going to move on to the Haftarah, which we're going to read from Ezekiel. And this is Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 1 through 28. And then we'll read from chapter 3, verse 12. This is Yehezkel, and we are in chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Hebar, the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. In the fifth of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the Cohen, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Castim by the river Habar, and the hand of the Lord was there on him. Then I looked, and behold, a stormy wind came out of the north, a great cloud with flashing lightning and a brightness around it. And out of the midst of it, as it were glowing metal, out of the midst of the fire, out of its center came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Every one had four faces, and each one of them had four wings. Their feet were straight feet. The sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like burnished bronze. They had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides, and the four of them had their faces and their wings like this. Their wings were joined to one another, and they did not turn when they went. Each one went straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they had the face of a man. The four of them had the face of a lion on the right side. The four of them had the face of an ox on the left side. The four of them also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above. Two wings of each one touched another, and two covered their bodies. Each one went straight forward where the Ruach was to go. They went. They did not turn when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches. The fire went up and down among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and lightning went out of the fire. The living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. Now as I saw the living creatures, behold, there was one wheel on the earth beside the living creatures for each of the four faces of it. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like a barrel. The four of them had one likeness. Their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel within a wheel. When they went, they went in their four directions. 
They did not turn when they went. As for their rims, they were high and dreadful, and the four of them had their rims full of eyes all around. When the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. When the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Wherever the Ruach was to go, they went. The Ruach was to go there. The wheels were lifted up beside them, for the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. When those went, these went. And when those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up beside them. For the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. Over the head of the living creature, there was the likeness of an expanse, like an awesome crystal to look at, stretched out over their heads above. Under the expanse, their wings were straight, one toward the other, and each one had two which covered on this side, and each one had two which covered their bodies on that side. When they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of great waters, like the voice of Shaddai, a noise of tumult, like the noise of an army. When they stood, they let down their wings, and there was a voice from above the expanse that was over their heads. When they stood, they let down their wings." And above the expanse that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a likeness as the appearance of a man on its above. I saw as it were glowing metal, as the appearance of fire within it all around. From the appearance of his waist and upward, and from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and there was brightness around him, as the appearance of the rainbow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness all around. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice of one that spoke. Now we're going to read from Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 12. Then the Ruach lifted me up, and I heard behind me the voice of a great rushing saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. This finishes our readings in the Haftarah. Now we're going to read the traditional readings for Shavuot, which is in the book of Ruth. This is in the writings. And we're going to be reading chapters 1 through 4 today. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges judged that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to live in the country of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. 
They came into the country of Moab and lived there. But Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They took for themselves wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. Mullen and Hillian both died. And the woman was bereft of her two children and of her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. She went out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord show you, Hasid, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. They said to her, No, but we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Go back, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Go back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should even have a husband tonight, and should also bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me seriously for your sakes, for the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth stayed with her. She said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Follow your sister-in-law. Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you and to return from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So they both went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited about them. And they asked, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for Shaddai has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and Shaddai has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the land of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, 
and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean among the ears of grain, after him in whose sight I find favor. She said to her, Go, my daughter. She went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, May the Lord be with you. They answered him, May the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was set over the reapers, Whose young lady is this? So the servant, who was set over the reapers, answered, It is the Moabite lady who came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came, and has continued from the morning until now, except that she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field, and do not go from here, but stay here close to my maidens. Let your eyes be on the field that they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? When you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your sight, that you should take knowledge of me, since I am a foreigner? Boaz answered her, I have been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father, your mother, and the land of your birth, and have come to a people that you did not know before. May the Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given to you from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, because you have comforted me and because you have spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not as one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread, and dip your morsel in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and they passed her parched grain, and she ate, was satisfied, and left some of it. When she had risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young man, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also, pull out some for her from the bundles and leave it. Let her glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and she beat out that which she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. She took it up and went into the city. Then her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought out and gave to her that which she had left after she had enough. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? Where have you worked? Blessed be he who noticed you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, 
May he be blessed by the Lord who has not abandoned his said to the living and to the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative to us, one of our near kinsmen. Then Ruth, the Moabitess, said, Also he said to me, You shall stay close to my young men until they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his maidens and that they not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close to the maidens of Boaz to glean to the end of the barley harvest and of the wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our kinsman with whose maidens you were? Behold, he will be winnowing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself and get dressed, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lies down that you shall note the place where he is lying. Then you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lay down. Then he will tell you what to do. And she said to her, All that you say, I will do. She went down to the threshing floor and did everything that her mother-in-law told her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. She came softly, uncovered his feet, and laid down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? She answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Therefore, spread the corner of your garment over your servant, for you are a close relative. Then he said, You are blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have shown more said in the latter end than at the beginning, because you did not follow young men, whether poor or rich. Now, my daughter, do not be afraid. I will do to you all that you say, for all the city of my people knows that you are a worthy woman. Now it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning, if he will redeem you, good. Let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then I will redeem you. As the Lord lives, lie down until the morning." She lay at his feet until the morning. Then she rose up before one could discern another. For he said, Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Bring the mantle that is on you and hold it. She held it, and he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her. Then he went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did it go, my daughter? She told her all that the man had done for her, and she said, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said, Do not go empty to your mother-in-law. Then she said, Wait, my daughter, until you know what will happen, 
for the man will not rest until he has settled this today. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there. Behold, the close relative of whom Boaz spoke came by. So Boaz said, Come over here, friend, and sit down. He came over and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. And they sat down. Then he said to the closest relative, Naomi, who has come back out of the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. I thought I should tell you, saying, Buy it before those who sit here and before the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know. For there is no one to redeem it besides you, and I am after you. He said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must buy it also from Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead on his inheritance. The closest relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I endanger my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning exchanging. To confirm all things, a man took off his sandal and gave it to his neighbor. And this was the way of formalizing transactions in Israel. So the closest relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself. Then he took off his sandal. Boaz said to the elders and to all the people, you are witnesses today that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilean's and Malan's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malan, I have purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead on his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his place. You are witnesses today. Then all the people who were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who has come into your house like Rachel and like Leah, which both built the house of Israel, and treat you worthily in Ephrathah, and be famous in Bethlehem. And let your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you by this young woman." So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went in to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she bore a son. The woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you without a Redeemer today. Let his name be famous in Israel, and he shall be to you a restorer of life and sustain you in your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Naomi took the child, laid him in her bosom, and became nurse to him. The woman, her neighbors, gave him a name, saying, A son born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now this is the history of the generations of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron, 
and Hezron became the father of Ram, and Ram became the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab became the father of Nashan, and Nashan became the father of Salmon, and Salmon became the father of Boaz, and Boaz became the father of Obed, and Obed became the father of Jesse, and Jesse became the father of David. This finishes our readings in the writings and Ruth. Finally, we're going to go to the apostles, and we are going to read Acts 2, verses 1 through 41. Now when the day of Shavuot had come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like the rushing of a mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Tongues like fire appeared and were distributed to them, and one sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak with other tongues as the Ruach gave them the ability to speak. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speaking in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how do we hear everyone in our own native language? Parthians and Medes and Alamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Judeans and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the mighty works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? Others, mocking, said, They are filled with the new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and spoke out to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell at Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And listen to my words, for these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what has been spoken through the prophet Joel. It will be in the end days, says God, that I will pour out my ruach on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams, and on my servants and on my maidservants. In those days I will pour out my ruach, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above, and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Yeshua of Nazareth, a man approved by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him among you, just as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered up by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, 
you have taken by the hand of lawless men, crucified and killed, whom God raised up, having freed him from the agony of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh also will dwell in hope because you will not leave my soul in Sheol. Neither will you allow your Holy One to see decay. You made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may tell you freely of the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Messiah to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke about the resurrection of the Messiah, that his soul was not left in Sheol, and his flesh did not see decay. This Yeshua God raised up, to which we all are witnesses. Therefore, being exalted by the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Ruach HaKodesh, he has poured out this, which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit by my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know certainly that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Yeshua whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the emissaries, Brothers, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be immersed, every one of you, in the name of of Yeshua the Messiah for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, even as many as Adonai Eloheinu will call to himself. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Then those who gladly received his word were immersed, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. Friends, this concludes our readings on this first day of Shavuot. I'd like to thank you for listening in and wish you a Hak Samiak, a wonderful and blessed festival rejoicing in our Lord. This is Sarah Ruth. I've been your reader today with daily bread for busy moms. Shalom until next time.